Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday the 23rd of July. I'm Nkem Ifejika. And I'm Ami Gill. Russia and Ukraine sign a deal to unblock grain exports. This is an agreement for the world. It will bring relief for developing countries on the edge of bankruptcy and the most vulnerable people on the edge of famine. And a former Trump advisor is found to be in contempt of court. I stand with Trump and the Constitution, and I will never back off that, ever. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Russia and Ukraine have signed a deal via intermediaries to allow millions of tons of grain to be exported from Ukraine's black seaports. The accord, brokered by President Erdogan of Turkey and the United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres, was signed on Friday in Istanbul. The Russian Defense Minister, Sergei Shoigu, was also present. If implemented, it will help to alleviate a global food shortage caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine and blockade of its ports. A UN official said the aim was to export 5 million tons of grain a month. At the moment, 20 million tons are stuck in the port city of Odessa. Mr Guterres said the agreement was a deal for the world. The question has not been what is good for one side or the other. The focus has been on what matters most for the people of our world. And let there be no doubt, this is an agreement for the world. It will bring relief for developing countries on the edge of bankruptcy and the most vulnerable people on the edge of famine. And it will help stabilize global food prices, which were already at record levels even before the war, a true nightmare for developing countries. Mr. Guterres also said he hoped the deal would be an example of Ukraine and Russia being able to work towards peace. The beacon of hope on the Black Sea is shining bright today, thanks to the collective efforts of so many. In these trying and turbulent times for the region and all globe, let that beacon guide the way towards easing human suffering and securing peace. The Ukrainian president, Vladimir Zelensky, said he didn't trust Russia, but added that it was now up to the UN to make sure the deal worked. He said Ukraine had $10 billion worth of goods to ship. Elizabeth Braw is senior fellow at the American Enterprise Institute and columnist for Foreign Policy magazine. She explained on Times Radio how the deal would work. And now that the deal has been signed, the question is whether those shipping companies and their insurers will consider the, the, the security provisions in the deal uh, enough for them to be willing to ship the grain. And if, if they are not willing to ship the grain because they don't consider the Black Sea, uh, the Ukrainian Russian parts uh, of the Black Sea uh, safe enough, mm-hmm. the, the grain won't be going anywhere. The deal means huge quantities of barley, wheat, oil and other agricultural products that have accumulated in Ukrainian warehouses will finally be exported. Countries in Africa and elsewhere in the developing world to which much of the produce would have been sold in recent months have been struggling to feed their people. The agreement is expected to be accompanied by a guarantee that Western sanctions against Russia will not affect exports of its own grain and fertilizers. 
Meanwhile, Lithuania says it's lifting a ban on the transportation of sanctioned goods in and out of the Russian exclave of Kaliningrad. The Russian territory is on the Baltic Sea and is connected to the Russian mainland via a rail link through Lithuania. Former advisor to Donald Trump and influential figure of the US right, Steve Bannon faces up to two years in jail after he was found guilty of contempt of court. The 68-year-old refused to comply with a subpoena from the January 6th Congressional Committee, which had ordered him to provide testimony and documents. Speaking to reporters after the verdict, Bannon said he will keep on fighting. I want to thank, start by thanking the jury. We respect their decision today. I really want to thank those hardworking citizens of Washington, D.C. that uh, had to take an entire week off to go through this. So their thanks. We respect their decision. We may have lost a battle here today, but we're not going to lose this war. Bannon was fired as Trump's advisor in 2017, but managed to reconcile with the former president and was, according to the Congressional Committee, a key witness in their investigation into the Capitol riots. Members of the committee, such as House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, were called as witnesses by Bannon, but refused, leading him to call them gutless. I only have one disappointment, and that is the gutless members of that show trial committee, the J6 committee, didn't have the guts to come down here and testify in open court. The committee held its eighth and final public hearing earlier this week, which laid out further evidence that Trump tried to overturn the 2020 election. And despite America's divide on whether to convict the former president for his role in the riots, Bannon insists he stands by the 45th side. I stand with Trump and the Constitution, and I will never back off that, ever. Former justice official Jeff Clark also faces legal action over his misconduct after he tried to appoint himself as Attorney General in order to overturn the 2020 results. Testimony from former Acting Attorney General Jeff Rosen show that Trump also tried to get Clark appointed. So after some preliminaries, the president turned to me and he said, well, one thing we know is you, Rosen, you aren't going to do anything. You don't even uh, agree with the, the, the claims of election fraud. And this other guy at least might do something. On the way, Cuba hopes to expand its definition of family and the Depp versus Heard trial reignites. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Prosecutors in Brazil have charged three men for the murders of the British journalist Dom Phillips and the indigenous affairs expert Bruno Pereira. The two had been traveling together in a remote area near the border with Colombia and Peru when they disappeared in June. The case brought attention to the levels of lawlessness in the Amazon area. The two men arrested are said to have confessed to the murders. One of them had previously had a run-in with Bruno Pereira when he was an official at the Federal Agency for Indigenous Affairs. Cuba is one step closer to allowing gay marriage after a sweeping update of its family law, which also opens the door for greater women's rights and increased protections for children and the elderly. Doctor of Historical Sciences Ariel Decal explains the proposed changes. La primera diferencia es que ahora se habla en plural. He says that the law, family code, will change to families code, plural, meaning that there is a breakdown of the traditional family model created in 1975, which will reflect the interpretation of families that exist in the country today. 
The new code is still to be put to a referendum vote in September, but after debates in community meetings earlier this year, organisers said 62% of participants expressed their support. This, however, is low by Cuban standards, where policy proposals in other referendums have seen 95% support, and the changes are not without their opposition. As Dr. DeKal puts it, with this plurality also comes polarization. The Times Daily World Briefing Sport. With some great news now for footballer Sadio Mane. Here's John Jackson. Sadio Mane has been named African Footballer of the Year for the second time. The Senegalese attacker finished ahead of former Liverpool teammate Egyptian forward Mohamed Salah and his international teammate Chelsea goalkeeper Edouard Mendy. Mane joined German champions Bayern Munich last month after a successful season, which saw him score the winning penalty for Senegal as they claimed their first Africa Cup of Nations title and repeated the same feat when they secured World Cup qualification. He was the last winner of the award in 2019. The Confederation of African Football did not hold it over the last two years and has now changed to recognising accomplishments over the season rather than the calendar year. Mane is expected to make his competitive debut for his new club side when they take on RB Leipzig in the German Super Cup on July 30th. The Times Daily World Briefing Entertainment. The defamation trial between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard may have ended weeks ago, but both actors have officially begun appealing against the decisions. On Thursday, Heard gave her formal intent to appeal the verdict that she owed her ex-husband about $10.3 million in damages. The following morning, Depp countered with an appeal of his own. Despite largely winning the case, the Pirates of the Caribbean actor was ordered to pay Heard $2 million, a sum he hopes to claw back. Depp's appeal is seen largely as a legal tactic as much as a response to Heard's initial appeal. And finally... Footprints of the largest land animal to ever walk the planet, the sauropod dinosaur, have been uncovered in a restaurant in China. Paleontologists found stone pits with two footprints of the herbivore after a dinosaur spotted special dents in the ground. The footprints, which are yet to be peer-reviewed, are believed to be about 100 million years old. Other fossils have been unearthed in the same Chinese province, and researchers say this latest find builds a picture of how dinosaurs lived in the region. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday the 23rd of July.